0: Hey there, it's Nick.
1: And it's Leah.
0: So we're doing another live show.
1: Where are you raised by Wolves Live?
0: And this time we're gonna be on the West Coast. Portland,
1: Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're gonna be at the Siren Theater, and the show starts at 7:30.
0: So go to our website, where slash live and get some
1: tickets. Join us
0: everybody, it's Nick Layton.
1: And I'm Leah Bonoma.
0: And we have so many great questions that came in from you guys in the wilderness. Oh
1: my goodness. That
0: we put them all together, and here's a bonus episode. I'm so excited about these. So our first question is, is there a nice way to tell someone you don't like their wedding dress?
1: No. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so let's just play devil's advocate for a hot second. I think that includes... Perhaps it hasn't been purchased yet. Yes, I think if we have not said yes to the dress. Right, and if somebody asked our opinion. If you have been specifically solicited for your thoughts. As in advice before someone purchases their wedding dress. And they are sincerely
0: asking you. Yep. Not just wanting confirmation of what you've already decided. Yes. Which is a fine line.
1: Yes. Then maybe. Then I could think you could say something like, I like other dresses better on you. Mhm. Because I think they blank.
0: Yes, this silhouette I think is better for Some reason?
1: Yeah, just something complimentary about the other dresses.
0: Okay, so we don't want to say something negative about your choice, but just how other choices might be better.
1: Right, and that's if I was specifically asked, Mm -hmm. and that person was clearly really looking for advice, and the dress had not been purchased already. Yes,
0: all of these things have to be true.
1: Otherwise? No. No. Definitely not. Absolutely no. Are you crazy? Definitely no. Okay. (laughs) Our next question
0: is... You are a new guest at someone's home. You go to wash your hands in the restroom, but there is no hand towel or any type of napkin. And you only realize this after your hands are washed. What is your next move?
1: Do you want to go on this one?
0: Sure. I think my first question is, are you wearing silk? (laughs) No. Okay. So then use your pants. Solid. I think that's that's a good choice. Yeah.
1: I think pants are a good choice. Mm-hmm. I think you would always pull a little toilet tissue.
0: Toilet tissue. Dry it off mm-hmm. and then
1: flush it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think then when you emerge, you should alert your host that like you're out of towels. I think it's polite to let the host know like, oh, I, I I didn't see any towels. Just FYI. Yeah. And you have to say that in a way that isn't like you are a terrible host. You are not providing a amenity, which anybody would. So you have to say this in a nice way.
1: Yeah. Just like, a oh, oh so, it's so, you know. Missing. Yeah. Okay.
0: Our next question. Recently, a nasty rumor has been started about me, resulting in a job loss. A colleague sent a text, probably ex colleague, by the way. A colleague sent a text to say, I heard what happened. Everyone's talking about it. I just want you to know I won't repeat what I heard. When I asked who was sharing the rumor, she said she couldn't tell me. Is this rude? I felt it was unnecessarily mean for her to tell me people were talking about me if she didn't intend to tell me who. And also saying everybody was talking about it only made me feel worse. Now she keeps wanting to meet me for coffee or lunch, but I don't really feel like she's trying to be a friend, but just trying to get the scoop. How should I proceed?
1: Yeah, this one was... Mm. I also, in this, resulting in a job loss. That feels
0: severe.
1: Severe. I am also not 100% sure if it's her job loss or somebody else's.
0: Oh, good point. I was assuming it was her job loss, but maybe not.
1: Yeah, it could Although if
0: there's a nasty rumor about you, someone else
1: is going to lose their job? Yeah, but it could have been the person who started it or what it was about.
0: Okay, so we can accept some ambiguity about who is currently unemployed. Right. Okay.
1: Because I feel like this would be a, seems like a huge deal if you lost your job.
0: Over and asked your rumor? Yeah. And had no opportunity to correct the rumor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems serious. But then does somebody else lose
1: their job because of a rumor? Yeah. I feel like we're, we're missing a part of the story. Maybe a piece
0: of the story we're missing. But okay.
1: to focus in on the part of the story that we got. Right. It does seem
0: like the friend... Is getting a little nosy and just wants the tea.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And if you text me to say everybody's talking about you. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible.
0: Yeah. No one wants to hear that.
1: Hey, you better be defending me.
0: Yes. You better be telling
1: me who it is. And
0: exactly what they're saying.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you better have my back. Yeah. Otherwise, we're definitely not meeting for coffee. No. So you can furtherly make me feel bad.
0: Or try and get more info. What's happening? No. No. Shut it down.
1: Shut it down. And I think a way to shut it down is... I feel like this is not going to be the way that you say to shut it down, <laughs> but a person could say, nope, you <laughs> could say, well, you, before you didn't make me feel any better. You just said that everybody was talking about me.
0: Oh, wow. You're really on a kick where you want to be direct. Well, I feel this is a new Leah.
1: I feel like it's important that everybody, you're providing people the opportunity to fix a situation and you're not being, you're not fixing their behavior. You're just saying what you need. Okay. You're saying what you need.
0: Okay. I think it would be slightly more polite just to say, thank you for your concern. I'm fine. Yeah. (laughs) And leave it there.
1: I think that would be the way to go if you don't ever want to see this person again.
0: Yes. And I think a colleague who is participating in the rumor sharing, and then also, yeah, the thing about not saying who's saying rumors. Although I guess, should you tell, if you hear rumors about somebody, I think you should say, right? Is there a reason why you wouldn't say? Like if I told you there are rumors being said, If I've given you this information, now I think
1: you have to say who's saying it. Yeah. If you're going to open the door. Right. You've opened the door. Yeah. Otherwise, don't because you're not helping this person in any way. No. The person who texting her friend in air quotes is not helping. She's just sticking the needle in by saying everybody's talking about you. She's not helping her. She's not giving her information, nor is she saying something uplifting.
0: Yeah. There's nothing helpful here. It's just needling. And this coffee or lunch also won't be helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think unless you're going to help your friend with this horrible rumor, why are you texting except to sort of be mean? Okay.
0: Also, our letter writer, she has an instinct that that's the case. I think you got to trust your instincts. Yeah,
1: definitely don't go.
0: Yeah. So that's the answer.
1: Yeah, no, I think, and I think you're right, Nick, about just saying, thanks so much. Yeah, because while I hear what you're trying
0: to say, like, it's nice to give a little more direct and use an I statement. Like, I feel that when you do this, this makes me feel that you're not going to make this person a better person and you're not going to improve your relationship with them. And so it's just more polite to just say, thank you for your concern. I'm good. And just leave it there.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I'm going to modify. Okay. And agree with you. Thank you.
0: Our next question, quote, one of my work colleagues always comments on her weight. She is very skinny. So when she calls herself fat or says she really needs to work out and lose weight, it makes me feel kind of bad. And I've always been happy with my body and how it looks. I'm the kind of person who could probably use 10 pounds, but I love bread and pasta. So I really just work out to feel good, not look good. How does one politely ask her to stop making these comments? I know you should never comment on someone's body, but her making those comments are making me feel uncomfortable. I thought this was a really interesting question. Very good question. Yes. Because I think this happens all the time. Oh,
1: it happens all the time. All the time. I have very skinny friends who talk about how fat they are.
0: Right. And so what is the solution?
1: I kind of feel like if somebody wants to talk about themselves, it's, I can just choose to sort of not participate emotionally in their, you know what I mean?
0: But I'm having a conversation with you in the lunchroom and I'm like, oh, I feel so fat. What do you respond do you respond, do you just say nothing? You just ignore that I've said this? No,
1: I say, well, you obviously don't look fat, but I, th- that person may have an eating disorder where they feel bad. Right, so you would acknowledge that they've
0: said this and they would say, I don't agree.
1: Or I would say, you look great. And you look then great. one time when I was with my friend and she was like complaining about, I have a lot of friends that do this. Okay. I think a lot of times, sometimes this is just a part of people's personality. Mm. And the easier thing to do is to just sort of extricate yourself from the situation. Okay. Instead of being like, hey, you're the thinnest person here. So when you say these things, imagine how the rest of us feel. Mm, Right. Because I'm not sure if that person is really responsible for how the rest of us feel. We're all sort of responsible for how we feel ourselves. True.
0: That's a good point. I guess the response I was thinking in my head was you want to just sort of hum. (laughs) I I love it whenever we can work the humming back in. And I think it would be sort of like a, oh, there you go again, hum. And then we change the subject. So it'd be like, oh, I feel like so fat and be like, "Mm." so I was interested in maybe having a barbecue this weekend and just like something new. Right. Do we like that? I mean, you're not that enthusiastic about my humming. (laughs) Okay. I I can workshop it.
1: No, I think your humming is great. And I think that's a solid
0: response. Because I don't love the idea of acknowledging this behavior on some level. Right. And like, because now I'm kind of part of it.
1: Yeah, but you could just not respond at all. Right, but then- It feels like it's a group situation. Yeah,
0: although, I mean, people do this one-on-one.
1: I, I know, but also, we have a culture where women kind of just crap on themselves. Okay. Which I really don't like. No. I feel like we should all-
0: Not do that. Work on
1: body positivity. Right. So you could even try something like, let's try to love ourselves. Okay, all
0: right, I kind of like that.
1: And then just try to flip it so people can say positive things about themselves, and then you're not necessarily saying to them, hey, you always do this, and you're not not- responding to it, Mm -hmm. but you could say, why don't we be good to ourselves?
0: Yeah. I guess the other response that I was kind of thinking of was something along the lines of like, oh, we all have insecurities about ourselves
1: and trying to make this a
0: universal feeling.
1: I think that also works. And
0: to not make it about you, but like, oh, about society and acknowledging that this is a problem in society. Yeah. Okay. I think that's nice too. Okay. So humming uh, is a backup (laughs) plan. Now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo. So
0: this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got?
1: I'm glad you asked, Nick. (laughs) Because as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc.
0: Right, because she's an antiques dealer and uses that knowledge (laughs) to solve crimes.
1: I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident Mm -hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wild.
0: Yes, Jane Seymour.
1: And I enjoy all of those shows very much.
0: So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. I recently got engaged. My question is about choosing who will be in the wedding party.
1: See, I think a question like this could be in our wedding episode. It could. Moving forward. Okay, true. When people oh, ask yeah, all way, of their wedding questions. By the way,
0: Lee and I have been talking about like having a whole wedding episode, in which case we would just answer only wedding questions. <laughs> so if you have wedding questions, send them in.
1: That would probably be for like June, which I apparently is wedding month.
0: June is wedding month,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I recently got engaged. My question is about choosing who will be in the wedding party. Do I have an obligation to all the ladies who I've been a bridesmaid for to ask to be a bridesmaid in my wedding? How about if I was a maid of honor for one? Is it rude to not ask them to be in my bridal party? So, so
1: much pressure around weddings. So I
0: have questions about this because I have never been a bridesmaid. And so I guess I do not truly understand the dynamics at play. Because in my mind, what I've heard, what I've seen movies about is that being a bridesmaid is terrible. You have to spend all this money to, uh, you wear a dress you don't want to wear. You have to deal with a woman who's gone crazy. And so I guess who wants to be a bridesmaid? Why is this a good thing? If I was not asked to be a bridesmaid, it could just show up at your wedding as a guest and not have any responsibilities except send a gravy boat. That sounds great. So what am I missing about being a bridesmaid?
1: I think what you're missing is that people want to be asked because they want to feel like they're on your team.
0: Oh, so it's like high school where you want to sit with the cool kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I do think it's been universal that people who've asked you to be their bridesmaids, you have to ask them.
0: You think you have an obligation to return the favor?
1: I don't think you have an obligation. I think there's a rumor out there. I think
0: there's a rumor. True. True. And I, I think this
1: is very murky water. Because I also feel like you're supposed to invite everybody who's been invited to your wedding.
0: There is also that rumor.
1: Anybody you've been invited, you got to invite them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who started that rumor. Well, the wedding industrial complex is very powerful. It's so much. Very powerful. I think you are not obligated to invite anybody to your wedding or make anybody a bridesmaid or make anybody a maid of honor. I think there's no obligations for anything. it's your wedding. It's your wedding and you can fill the guest list and assign these roles as you wish. And I think the past is not uh, relevant about what has happened in the past and who has invited you. So I think that's a baseline. That said, we all know, we have those friends, that if you do not make them a bridesmaid, that they will make life terrible for you. Right. And they will be dramatic, they will not accept this as an adult, they will be horrible. So for those people, I think you have to just consider, is it worth the hassle? Yep. And you just might have to make someone a bridesmaid. Yep. And just suck it up. Yep. But I don't think you're obligated, you're making a cost-benefit analysis of their drama versus your happiness.
1: I agree with this 100%. that's
0: how we handle that.
1: It's very mathematical. (laughs)
0: That's how I handle everything.
1: And the maid of honor question, I mean, you can't make everybody who's been, you've been their maid of honor, your maid of honor. You're gonna have 10 maid of honors?
0: Yes, I think her question is, does the maid of honor get to be in my bridal party?
1: Yeah. Right. I think people assume.
0: People do assume. So I think you do not have this obligation. And I think the sooner you can let people know, the better. Because I think people do assume and the longer you let it go, the worse it gets. So as soon as you are gonna get married, rip it off like a band-aid and just make it clear who is in the
1: bridal party and who is not to get and that then out of the way. Should she email people who aren't in the bridal party? No. No. That feels provocative. It does. Now that I said it out loud, right? it seems absurd. No, I see I, I see that
0: thrust because you like want to preempt their Displeasure. And
1: you'd be like, I'm letting you off the hook. I appreciate you having me. But it also sounds I know you're traveling a lot. You have a new child.
0: No, you can't say any of that. Oh, that's horrible. Oh gosh. I'm you're gonna make up excuses for me
1: why I can't be a (laughs) priority.
0: No, you can't do that. But it'd be similar to be like sending an email to somebody like, You're not invited to my wedding because
1: Yeah, no. As soon as I said it out (laughs) loud, I thought, hmm. That's definitely weird that you said that. Because
0: also, you should never assume that you are part of someone's bridal party.
1: No, but we're dealing with the kind of people who are assuming. Yeah. And I think
0: if this person wrote us this question, she's got a couple of these people. She's got a couple of people
1: she doesn't want Mm -hmm. to be in her bridal party. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, you know, for family reasons, people will be like, you got to have your cousin. You know what I mean? Right. And that's for you to hash out with your family. Yes. But I think that what Nick said is it's your wedding.
0: Yeah. Have, yeah. Have, Have the wedding you want.
1: Figure out the... Analysis on what the drama is versus just tagging on another bridesmaid. Yep.
0: Our next question is, recently at a fancy work party, I had a bit of a conundrum. The place settings had a fork, spoon, and knife on either side of the plate with an additional fork and spoon above the plate. What should I have used for the salad, dinner, and dessert? I always feel awkward putting a fork and knife on the tablecloth when they take the salad plate and I wait for my dinner to arrive. Leah? Nick? Leah? Nick? Oh, surely you can figure this out.
1: No, I. the question seems like there's full settings on either side of the plate. Sure. But not fork and knife. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the I way mean, it's written, it seems like there's two whole play settings.
0: So what is happening here is that we're actually missing a fork and a knife. The play setting is incomplete because what is on the table is a fork, a spoon, and a knife. The right. fork and the spoon at the top above the plate, that's for dessert, that's for later. So what has happened is my salad arrives, I'm using the fork and I'm using the knife and now I'm enjoying my meal.
1: And you have to reuse them. And then I have to
0: reuse them. And so that should not happen at a formal dinner. Actually, that shouldn't happen anywhere. I really am bothered when I am not just given fresh silverware for every plate.
1: But you could just lick it. Put it mm-hmm. back down. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say that again? Look at my eyes. You could just lick the fork uh-huh. after the salad serving uh-huh. and then be like, fresh for the next one. Maybe I could dip it in the water glass. <laughs> oh, you know how I read this? <laughs> I just said that just to upset Nick. Oh, no. I <laughs> yeah, you can oh,
0: see him The idea. Oh, God. I okay. actually
1: read this that there was a knife, fork, and spoon and then a knife, fork, and spoon oh. so that there was an extra place setting.
0: Oh, there was too much. Oh, well, if there was a knife, fork, and spoon <laughs> on both sides of the plate, then that's just insane.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I thought okay. the question.
0: Um, no, I think we were now just now
1: like, I see it's the knife. So right. it's missing we are missing the some flatware. Yes. And so what or I, the dinner fork, depending or on
0: whatever we want to do. I think what I would have done is I would use the cutlery that was currently there for my salad course and I would let them take it away on the plate. And then I would say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm missing a fork and a knife. Can you please bring me one before the next course comes? And I would have just asked for more.
1: Yeah. Or you can use the dessert fork and then ask for dessert fork when the dessert comes.
0: Uh, you could do that. The dessert fork tends to be a little on the smaller side. But you could so use it for the salad.
1: You could probably use it for the salad. Yeah. And then use the other fork. for Because d- I don't d- know what fork is there. Is that the salad fork or the dinner fork?
0: They did not identify.
1: So once that fork. is identified, mm-hmm. I would use... Okay the dessert fork for the other one. And then Mm -hmm. I would ask for another fork.
0: So sidebar, where do you put the spork? Where does the spork go? That's
1: the shorts slash skirt that you wear in between (laughs) spring and summer seasons.
0: Uh, No, I think that's the skort. (laughs) No, the spork, the spoon fork hybrid. Wendy's? Yeah. When you're setting a formal dinner place setting for your Wendy's meal, where do you put the spork?
1: This has never come up.
0: No. I feel like I'm being quizzed. I think actually Ms. Manners might have addressed this at some point. I'm not sure what her answer was. But I think my answer is you put it in the place where it is serving its normal function. So I feel like if it's more fork-like in this meal, then we kind of put it where the fork should go. And if it's more of a spoon thing, then we put it on the spoon side.
1: Yeah, that seems logical. So
0: like if we're having like the, does Wendy's have chili? Let's yes. chili.
1: Can I just say that my Nana loved Wendy's chili and then my pop-up would get the the frosty and then they would split it because okay. they would be like, you got to heat it up and then cool it down. And it was the cutest thing ever. So if at
0: this formal meal, we're having the Wendy's chili, then I think we put the spork in the spoon spot. Perfect. But if we're having, uh, what else do they have? Uh, what else? is A there? salad. We're having a Wendy's salad, then we would use the spork in the fork position. Perfect. I'm so sorry for this digression out there.
1: No, I think that you're, <laughs> so, you're giving really good, uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Extra information. Okay. This wasn't a digression. This was an enhancement. Yes. Okay. Our next question. It's a great one. Quote, every time we have a family gathering, my mother and father-in-law come two plus hours early to, quote, hang out with the kids, but it makes it so I can't get anything done. How can I get them to stop?
1: Can I just say I know this person? (laughs) Does
0: everybody know you? <laughs> oh, I gosh. I love this person
1: so much. So it's so hard for me not to be like, okay. did you
0: try? Well, your anonymity is still being respected. Your
1: anonymity is being respected. I think the first option would be to see if your spouse, whose parents it is, mm-hmm. are, could say, hey, because I always feel like it's always easier to go through mm-hmm. the person whose parents they are. Okay.
0: That was sort of my first thought. My first thought was that you need to have a, if there's another partner involved, you need to have a united front. Yeah. None of this good cop, bad cop. You need to make sure you're on the exact same page and so that it's a united front with the in-laws.
1: And that way they understand, because the whole thing is that you just need to get everything ready. You want everything to be ready for when they get there. So right. you're trying to make it nice for them.
0: Right, so this is not
1: helpful. No, but I think you could talk to your spouse. What's the best way to get that information across? Mm-hmm. And then if find out why they're coming early, which to see the children and then be like, so let's set up this time after mm-hmm. so I can get everything ready.
0: Okay. I mean, one idea I had was, can we have these people come over early, take the kids and go away somewhere with the kids? Like come to my house three hours early, take the kids to uh science museum right. and uh, then come back in t- the three hours at the normally appointed time with the kids. And then we'll do wh- whatever we, we were going to do.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great option because yeah. the whole point being she just needs this space. Mm hmm. And that she should be comfortable saying, I need this space to prepare. Yeah. And it can't have too many people in it. So that's one way that that could work. But
0: I think most complaints that we receive about in-laws are boundary issues. Yeah. Because like in-laws, they're either butting into your business. They're telling you how to parent. They're telling you how to clean your house. They're giving you advice you didn't ask for. Like those are all boundary issues. Mm -hmm. So I think setting boundaries clearly is a, a key thing and doing it early. Yeah, Not letting this fester.
1: And I think couching it in that, I just want it to be, you know, nice for everybody uh-huh. is a good way to frame it. Yeah. And I need this time for me to prepare. Right. And how can we make that work?
0: Okay. So given that you know this person, uh, do you think this is going to be helpful for them?
1: I think so. Okay.
0: Let us know how it goes.
1: Okay. I will, I will follow up. Okay. Want some Very feedback. excited. Okay.
0: And then our last question, not a question, but it's a PSA.
1: I mean, go back really quickly. Sure. The other option is, that she could stop doing the family meals and they could go somewhere.
0: Oh, yeah, just go to a different venue. Yeah, that seems extreme, though.
1: Maybe mix it up. Sometimes they go to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's just too often.
0: But the idea that these people come over so many hours early in general, like, we gotta nip that in the bud. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so for the PSA, this came in. So if anybody has some PSAs out there for us, we're happy to read them. (laughs) This one's easy. Quote, if you're gonna take a cupcake take the cupcake. Do not take half a cupcake. So somebody has some rage issues in in the office uh, break room.
1: Can I add something to this? Sure. I think a lot of people take half a cupcake because they're on an eating plan. Okay. So if you're taking the half a cupcake because you know you can only eat half and you want to not have the other half in front of you because you know you'll eat it, mm-hmm. I think it's totally fine to cut it in half and throw the other half away. Okay. And then if you have to dump water on it so you don't go back in that trash can, you dump water on it.
0: (laughs) Does that work? Yeah. I feel like if you really wanted that cupcake, you'd still eat a wet cupcake.
1: I don't think you would eat a wet cupcake. Uh, It's not a hard no. if you really got sad, you maybe would put it in the microwave and be like, well, that'll dry it right (laughs) out. But at least there's two steps. But I do understand why people cut it and then want to have it not near them. Sure. Okay.
0: I think we can all agree that when we're cutting it in half, we're cutting it down the middle. Yes. We're not cutting the top off. No. This, I think this rule also applies to muffins, especially don't take the muffin top and leave the stump.
1: I mean, I do that, but I throw the bottom away. Okay. And I don't do it with cupcakes. I only do it with, uh, I mean, I don't do it with muffins. I only do it. I, I read this and I was like, oh, I'm appalling. I, <laughs> I don't like cupcakes. I okay. just like icing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. The but third. I don't leave it. But that's the dirty secret about cupcakes. No one likes the cake part. I don't
1: want the, I think there are people that like the cake part. Who
0: are those people? (laughs) I
1: don't know. (laughs) Now you're just eating cake. I know. Yeah. I only like icing. Right. So I just eat the icing, but I don't leave the naked cupcake. I throw it away.
0: When I was discussing this with other people, people talked about bagels and taking half a bagel and how that was the same issue.
1: It's not the same issue. Doesn't feel the same, right? Because the bagel's already cut. Or even
0: if it's not cut. That even if you took half a bagel, like the other half is still okay, right?
1: Technically, I think the other half of the cupcake is okay.
0: Oh,
1: I understand why we're not doing it. As a society, we've decided not to do it. I understand. Right. Come to my house. You take half a cupcake. I don't care. Okay. But the bagel does feel different. And that's very interesting. Right. I wonder if it's the icing.
0: But muffin doesn't have icing, but I guess the muffin top is icing-y. Yeah, it's the a- The serotonin release you get from the muffin top <laughs> is like similar. Yes. But then with the bagel conversation, somebody was saying that like, if you take half a bagel, you have to take the bottom half. You can't take the top half because we all agreed the bottom half is the less desirable half. Mm-hmm. And it's rude to leave like the bagel dregs for someone else.
1: So often bagels are already been cut and they're cut so evenly. True. That I would be hard-pressed to decipher a bottom or a top? No. On like an everything bagel?
0: So I think for people out there who aren't in New York... Bagels in New York are boiled before they're baked. And so sometimes the texture on the top and the texture on the bottom is very similar. It's round. And so you have sort of an even crust. So it it is sometimes uh, less distinguishable. Outside of New York, if you're getting like a lender's bagel from like your grocer's freezer section, those are very clearly different. The top is different from the bottom.
1: I haven't seen these bagels in so long.
0: So, but yeah. Yeah.
1: This is an interesting
0: question. Is the same rule apply for bagels?
1: It is very interesting that it just feels inherently different. It does. Even though it's still a bread product. Yeah. And it still half. Okay. Well, you know,
0: out there, do you have thoughts on what... Baked goods you're allowed to eat half of and what aren't you? Leah's raising her hand.
1: I think with the bagel, <laughs> it's that it feels like it was already cut. Like it came cut so you didn't use your fingers. Oh, you just took one. Okay. Whereas with the cupcake, you clearly had to hold it with your hands. Mm. I assume you weren't wearing gloves. And you cut it. Oh. Obviously, I don't care. Right. But I think other people care so there's whose fingers were on what. Evidence
0: of the cutting. Yeah. By a human.
1: Right. So the, it, most bagels were already cut. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. you're just taking half. hmm
1: you're not laying your your little hands all over it.
0: So is the same for grapefruits?
1: If it was already cut, okay. take half.
0: Okay. I'm not sure why that feels relevant.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you're you're figuring out where, where the lines I'm are. I'm just trying
0: to find at breakfast when there are halves of things, what's in, what's out.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people have already cut the grapefruit and yeah. it's in the dish. It
0: would be weird to be at a breakfast buffet and there was whole grapefruits and knives. Yeah. And
1: they're like, peel that yourself. <laughs> peel it? No. Cut a grapefruit. I cut a grapefruit in the morning, and nighttime I peel it like an orange. What? Yep. Is that a thing? I don't know. That's what I do. So much pith.
0: <laughs> okay. We've really gone off the rails.
1: I don't think it's going off the rails. It's adding detail. <laughs> okay. So,
0: for you out there, thank you for being on that journey with us. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. If you have questions out there about... Um, citrus eating and the proper way to do
1: it. What we can have and what we can have not.
0: Ah! Please send us those questions. You can send them to us through our website wereerasedbywolves.com. You can also send us a text message or leave us a voicemail 267-CALL-RBW. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.